Just to let you guys know, this is Bish from the future. As soon as we recorded this episode, we'd found out that Marvelous Europe had removed all references to Senran Kagura on their website as well as their YouTube channels. So you can't actually see any of the trailers anymore. You can't get actual information on previous Senran games. It's still up as of this episode's launch. That information is still up on the Exceed website. It's still up on the Marvelous Japan website. So it's just safe to say that a lot of this information was within this episode we were kind of driving to kind of get marvelous to reconsider senran in europe but clearly they've made their decision on that i don't know how it's going to affect with our future episodes if we do decide to get marvelous on in the future which i am still interested in building a relationship with them you guys know that they still do have some really lovely games that they are releasing so if we do get them on i will have to mention this from now guys that we're not going to be mentioning anything to do with senran with them because they're quite clear by their choice and by their decisions so we're not going to be asking them any Senran related questions if we do get them on the podcast before so just that little bit of a disclaimer please enjoy the episode I know a lot of it is kind of a little bit outdated now considering Marvelous has made their decision at least in Europe but maybe we can change their mind so it might be worth sharing this episode around to Marvelous Europe to Exceed to Marvelous Japan get it out there because at the end of the day the fans is what they listen to they listen to money they're a company so if the fans are really wanting Senran then I still believe that there is a place for Senran in this modern gaming world and we kind of do explain it in the episode so stick around for that thank you guys for listening in advance passing it off to Bish in the past I guess Hey guys, and welcome to Get Alive Podcast. It's me, Bish, and we are joined by, as always, the lovely Jacob. Hi guys, how are you doing? I'm doing right, Jacob. I'm doing quite well. How are you? I'm doing peachy. You know, I'm living my life, living my truth, living happy ever after. I'm glad. You know what? I was gonna, I was gonna do some sound bites, but then I thought maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Um, we got we got a sound we got a soundboard so guys expect some really like stupid sounds throughout the show. Um, if you guys don't like it, well you could fuck off. That's all I'm gonna say. Wow! I spent so much money on this soundboard, guys. Okay, I'm having so much fun with it. There you go, we got a Nico Knee. But today we're not going to be talking about Soundboard, we're not going to be talking about Nico Knee. This is a gaming podcast after all, and today we're going to be talking about Senran Kagura. And you're like, whoa, bish, Senran Kagura, that's a game that we haven't heard about in a while. Basically, we're going to be talking about it, we're going to be talking about the future of Senran, as well as what kind of games we've had recently, and what to expect in the future. Before we get into the main bulk of discussion, I want to thank our sponsors, Crunchyroll and Sugoi Mart. In addition to that, big thanks to Marvelous Europe and Idea Factory for providing codes. Before we get into the discussion, for you new folks, Get Life Podcast is a monthly gaming discussion podcast under the Get Life group. We talk about all sorts of games from big AAA titles all the way to awesome indie titles, but our forte is Japanese games, so expect that a lot. We can be found wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now Anchor. Please consider supporting the show directly on our Patreon for early access and ad-free episodes, as well as indirectly through our awesome sponsors, Crunchyroll and Sugoi Mart. Okay, 
Let's talk a little bit about Senran Kagura. I, for some reason, every time I say Senran Kagura, I want to say it in a Scottish accent, but I'm not going to. So Senran Kagura is a third-person hack-and-slash-slash-beat-em-up game developed and published by Tamsoft slash Honey Parade Games and Marvelous, aka Exceed, if you live in the US. It's designed and produced by Kenchiro Tataki, who's also worked on the likes of Iki Tosen, ERVT Colorful, which we mentioned on our Miku episode. Oh my god. Yeah, he worked don't, on that. Don't don't start. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th that game, that song fucking slaps. I'm sorry. It's I know if you want to see the lights. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. We all want to see the lights. And I don't want to get into this. Is it want to see the lights or can you see or you can see the lights? I forgot. I think it's want to see the lights. I know you all can see it. I think it's all you all can see the lights. You know what? It might be like a Mandela effect where it's actually the opposite, but that's besides the point. Uh, he also worked on Grand Blue Fantasy versus as well as Katagawa Jet Girls, which is very interesting because Katagawa Jet Girls and Grand Blue Fantasy, I think, was after the time he left, but that's besides the point. The release date for first renewal mm -hmm. is 2019, January 22nd. And Nin Nin Ninja, aka Senran Kagura slash, what was it? Senran, what's Nin Nin Ninja's X, name? Uh, it was Neptunia X Senran Kagura. Yeah, that's the English name, but I call it Nin Nin Ninja because that's the name that it is in Japan. Yeah, That released same. in September 16th, 2021, which is actually fantastic. It is something that obviously we got as uh, game codes, I believe. So big thanks to Idea Factory, aka... Was it Idea Factory that gave us the code? It was. It was Idea Factory. I think so, yeah. Because so. we both got a code, so I'm trying to think how we got... I think Koch Media actually had something to do with it as well. Um but the way you can't even remember i can't i we get so many codes i can't remember what we get it for so yeah jacob how did you get into senran like what was your first senran game my first senran game was the one on nintendo 3ds oh okay the side scroller yeah like the very first one what was it called it was senran kagura burst I think. yeah i think it was burst and then obviously senran kagura burst 2 and stuff like that. yeah yeah i don't remember maybe i got into senran kagura because of the dead or alive collab you know like how they had a costume collab maybe that's why i got into it that I costume collab came in way after mm. the 3ds games though like that was re that was in like the end of doa5's life cycle i don't remember why i remember like from for myself for some for some reason it was like such a big memory just like me thinking about the game i don't know why back then like i remember the game and like i remember getting the game and being like oh my god i'm so excited to play this and yeah like when i got into it i was like really like wow this this game is a lot of fun like genuinely i really enjoyed it yeah i mean that's all i really have to say it was like on the 3ds like it was i think it was wasn't it the very first localized senran kagura 2 yeah i think that's actually also the first senran game because it, it started off on the 3ds yeah, it's, it's 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 like a remake of the first game yeah yeah because it got re-released because like i think that game originally came out on the 3ds and then they re-released it in japan under mm -hmm, a different name mm -hmm. with like expansion pack and then we got the expanded version in yeah the if i yeah. if i remember correctly they basically made like the original game but you could only play as the good school and then like in the remade version you could also play with 
the bad school. Yeah, and it's the same like that in Burst Renewal as well uh, on the PlayStation 4. They basically mm-hmm. allow you to play as the other schools and things like that. It's mm-hmm. very interesting to, to hear how you got through it because I thought you got through the same time as me because the way I got into Senran Kagura was actually there was a friend of mine who is a VTuber, big shout out to Seiya. He was like, hey, Fish, I think you'd enjoy this game. And this was back in the day on the Vita. And I was just like, mm, okay, I'm going to try this game out. And then I was like, no, this game looks a bit too pervy. Like, why would I get this game? And then it was actually, so he suggested it to me. Seiya suggested it to me. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, so basically it was Jazz who was working at Reef Entertainment at the time. Shout out to Reef Entertainment because they're the guys that deal with the Idea Factory and NIS America games in Europe. So big shout out to Reef. So we were there at the Reef's office doing mm-hmm. a recording. And we were there with Will and Jazz at the time. I don't know if they still work there. Obviously Jazz, I think working somewhere else, but I don't know about Will. So we were talking about it and then he was like, oh, you got a Vita, right? I was like, yeah. And he was like, you should play Senran. And I was like, you know what? You're the second person that told me to do it. And this is the thing about Jazz is that he's very persistent. I can't say no to him. Like every game that he suggests, I have to fucking buy, right? <laughs> he's, he did that with uh, Rampa. He was like, yeah, you'll love Danganronpa. Oh, like, Danganronpa. <laughs> and the funny thing is, NIS were dealing with Danganronpa at the time. So I'm like, is he doing this because he wants me to buy the game? I don't know. Like, But no, he was like, you really enjoy Senran. You really enjoy Danganronpa. And he also suggested Criminal Girls. So you know what? I trust Jazz's judgment. You know what I mean? Like he is the judge in this case. And I, I genuinely, I trust his opinions on that. So he hasn't steered me wrong. But yeah, for people that don't necessarily know Jazz, Jazz did work at Reef for a while. If you went to MCM or if you went to any sort of gaming expo within the UK, you would have seen him there representing NAS America and Idea Factory. So yeah, he's a legend in the circles, I guess. But yeah, so he introduced me to the game as well as Seiya. And I really, really enjoyed it. I, the, my first Sanran game was Shinobi Versus on the PlayStation. Vita. I really enjoyed it and it wasn't just because of the whole etchy aspect. I know people swear by it but for me it was the fact that this is another hack and slash game that isn't a Musou game. Mm-hmm. It was very refreshing to kind of see that and play that and, and actually invest into a different story because behind all of that etchiness there is actually a decent story to Senra, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just titties. It's actually gameplay and I know there's a meme where people are like oh you mean gameplay? <laughs> Shut up, okay? It's literally a good game that is also true for me actually because of course like there's always this like oh breaking like costumes and stuff mm-hmm. of course there is but like that is not or partly what i play this game for mm-hmm. you know i also enjoy that are alive and that is not because i'm in it for the sexual aspect like literally there's something so i don't know how to put it i guess there's something so fabulous for me about really? it I don't know how to explain it, especially like the customizations and stuff and And, like like just like seeing all these like characters and like really like getting to know them and stuff. I know a lot of people don't, as you mentioned, like they reduce them to like, you know, their sexuality, which sucks in my opinion, because like a lot of these characters are really likable. Like Mm -hmm. you can even like tell there's character development, but I mean, there's always going to be people like that, sadly. I think honestly, this because of the nature of the game, I would say the main people that play Senran aren't like me and you, right? Like the main mm-hmm. fandom of Senran are probably like, oh, it's, it's cute anime girls. I'm going to play this game, titties, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think between me and you, and I know there's a lot of other Senran communities members that are like us, right? So that, you know, we kind of play the game. I don't want to say we kind of play the game, you know, not for that aspect, but we see beyond that. And I think there's a lot of Senran community members that see beyond the etchiness, right? 
Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, there's some really nice features in Senra, and I think which really kind of attracted me, at least initially. At that time, I didn't have many games that utilized the Vita's touchscreen. Yes, it was specifically for the transformation scenes, but even then, it was quite magnificent how they sort of transformed it. Very, well, like, reminded me of, like, Sailor Moon and, like, you know, like, those anime Maho Shoujo, like, uh, Magical mm-hmm. Girl yeah. transformations. It was very reminiscent of that. Yes, it was a little bit sexualized, I will say that, but mm-hmm. it was still quite fantastical. It was still quite magical. The way that these characters change their costumes and they get really powered up and they just beat the shit out of people, right? The movesets exactly. were fantastic. The the choreography of those movesets and of the characters themselves are really good. It's like also the fact that you mentioned the customization. That was another thing. That is honestly one of my favorite things. Here's the thing. I am a sucker for customization in games. Like, mm. of course, I also like simple customization. I, I don't need necessarily like games that like let you edit single fucking... I hate this word, but like every single fucking crevice on a character's body, I don't really need that. Mm-hmm. But like, because I know I'm going to put way too much time into that and I'm not having that. So like, if there's like simple presets or like something, you know, where I'm like, okay, I get the freedom to customize something. I'm all over that shit. Let me just tell you that. So like, I can absolutely tell you, I think I bought like every single fucking DLC for like Estival versus Same. <laughs> because it's so much fun, even though there's a lot of it that's like the same as like other Sinran Kagura games. I just enjoy it. Yeah. I um, enjoy it so 100%. much. I mean, there's a lot of features in that game as well in terms of customization that I really do enjoy. Like the fact that you can give any character the same haircut. Like, exactly. It's, it's, it's crazy like that. Like for example, Honoka from Dead or Alive is in one of the games, right? So you can make mm-hmm. Honoka look like, you know, Asuka or another character within the Senran series if you wanted to and vice versa. So you can kind of share a lot of aspects, a lot of costumes between characters. Bear in mind, when you look at the character models themselves, they are basically the same character model, right? Just slightly changed a little bit. Maybe it's the height, maybe it's the skin tone, stuff like that or hair. But if you shaved all their heads, they look pretty much exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That, and that kind of lends it to allowing more customization because you can basically fit the same stuff on all of these characters, whether it is mm-hmm. under wear whether it is swimsuits or actual characters transformation outfits like i don't know like for me personally what i like to do is i I tend to put like my favorite characters in Asuka's clothing because Asuka is like one of my favorites. Yeah, she's amazing. You know, yeah, she is amazing. I kind of want to get into like a little bit of the characters in general terms. It's just fantastic how many different combinations you have in terms of customization. I think it only gets better with each Senran game. It did drop mm-hmm. off a little bit with a burst renewal, which kind of disappointed me a little bit. And I think the reason why it dropped off was because there wasn't any transformation scenes. Mm-hmm. They kind of removed transformation out of that. And it's another thing like with Nin Nin Ninja. Which one was that? Renewal? Yeah, Burst Renewal. It was a remake of um, oh, yeah. Senran okay. 1 and 2. Yeah, I wasn't sure. They re-released the game in the 3D style from the 3DS to the PS4. It's like the PS4. last actual mm-hmm. Senran game. And the mm-hmm. reason why I say the last actual Senran game is because I'm not counting Peach Ball and I'm not counting New Yeah, so basically like, like all the fan service games. Yeah, I'm not counting those games. And Although, isn't Estival and Shinobi versus aren't those also canon? They are, yeah. Estival and Shinobi Versus are canon. So they they kind Mm -hmm. of follow the story afterwards. Which is why I like Estival and Shinobi Versus, right? But you don't necessarily... Estival Versus is, for me, it's like the the elite game. It's the best Senran. Of the series. Yeah, 100%. The thing is with Senran, like in general, like you can play the games out of order and you'll still really enjoy them. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I don't need to play one and two to know the story, but it will be beneficial. Like, you mm-hmm. also get the story through the anime if you really want to watch it, which is on Funimation and it is dubbed, which the games were never dubbed, so I don't know 
why the anime was, but yeah, no, they were not dubbed. But I guess it's just because you know, I think it's probably anime, anime usually anime, are yeah. get dubbed. That's it. So it's it's just very interesting. Like if you really want to play the best of what Senran has to offer, you kind of gotta play what Estival. I think that's just the the main game because it's got everything. It's got everything from um, Shinobi Versus in terms of game mechanics, but it's also got mm -hmm. more characters. It's got shit ton of DLC characters as well. Like I remember mm -hmm. the first time I went to Marvelous, and look, Marvelous, if you're listening, I love you guys, and you know I really appreciate when you'd let me going on because, and a lot of people don't know this. The first place I went out to actually record outside of doing remote recordings and stuff like that was Marvelous. They were the first people that actually invited, which was mm -hmm. actually insane. Because imagine like a small podcaster. Well, technically, we still are a small podcast, but imagine getting an email from Marvelous saying, hey, do you want to come down and talk about Senran? Because they'd noticed that I was talking about Senran before. And they were like, yeah, we've got Estival Versus coming out. Do you want mm -hmm. to, to come over and we'll talk about it? And I was just freaking the fuck out. I was no way. And then they gave gave me the uh, Kagura mouse pad and they gave me some a bunch of games. Yeah, I remember that. And I was just like, I was freaking the fuck out. I was just like, shit, ma like marvelous? Like really? Like it was actually really cool because we actually got to uh, sit down and talk about a lot of stuff. I did also mention uh, Ia as well, because Ia, that game was coming oh out God. at the same time. And literally all they said was, well, that game's not coming overseas. Yeah. Um, but in, in general, it was really cool because I was reading like Famitsu at the time and they had like a special famitsu edition for senran and oh it makes me think i was just like oh my god like senran i would have killed so someone for that just letting you know i love this is listen this is the thing senran kagura has the most amazing deluxe editions yeah, this is the truth i actually when i went to japan I, I don't know if it was after i got back the first time that was around the time when i played burst on my 3ds i got so into the game that i like looked up like merch online and i actually ended up like ordering like the collector's editions of what was it shinoi versus and i think another game i can't remember if it was the first burst or whatever but i ordered like two of those and i have like a bunch of the figures standing in my shelf right now sad thing is some of them were broken <laughs> I don't know if that was because of the delivery or because it was just like faulty um, factoring. I don't know. But yeah, Senhan has the most amazing deluxe editions. Like anything that's all i have to say yeah no i agree with you i mean like with them in general like i think back then if you had contacted marvelous they would have just sent you a replacement by the way they're that nice over there they well here's it. the thing though like i ordered the, like the japanese versions i don't know uh, if they have the japanese versions because the japanese versions were the ones with the figures you know i don't think they were like ever brought to europe or it like, might be America. the case that they i don't know but a, a lot of the time from what i've found out is that marvelous were really good at making those figures available and like doing special editions mm -hmm. like there were people that were importing from the us the uk versions just because they came with the mouse pads they came with all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff and i think marvelous at least back then were really really on point with with senran at least marvelous europe and they really seemed to care about the series and mm -hmm. that's really what we're kind of gonna jump into a little bit more today before we go on an ad break i know we spoke about it a little bit but what senran Senran is your favorite game. I think it would have to be Estival versus. Yeah, I agree with you. Estival is just a fantastic game. Like the scenery in Estival was fantastic. The, mm -hmm. the moves. I think Estival also used new models as well, if I'm not mistaken. Like wasn't that game like? It might have. Yeah, it, it definitely it definitely had like improved graphics because Shinobi was on the PS. 
Vita? No, you know what? Shinobi was also on the PlayStation 3 because it, it never got released outside of uh, the Vita in the West. But in Japan, it got like a PS3 release, I think. I played the PS Vita version. Oh, okay. But you know, also the games are also on PC. If anyone wants to know oh, where mm-hmm, can I get I Senran, like if you want to play, I think the best Senran experience is on the PC and you can find them quite cheap actually on Steam. So that is a thing. But yeah, I really did enjoy Estevan. I think that was like Tamsoft's last Senran game before Honey Parade took over. So I don't think it used the new models yet. Yeah, it was Tamsoft, yeah. Also, um, they had they had D- DOA. Um, they did. They had Ayane and Kasumi, I think. Yeah, I was... God, I was so over, all over that. Oh, well, I, they didn't have Kasumi, but they did have Ayane, yeah. No, I think they had Kasumi. I th- I'm not sure if they had I, her as a character, but they had her, like, uh, costumes and things. They might have had the costumes of her, but she was not a character in Estival. The only DOA character that was um, DLC... Was Ayana, yeah. And then Ikitosen. I have never played Ikitosen. But like, they were like, I think like characters like... They had Guan like Yu. Like Zhou Yu and the... They localized their names for the West. But yeah, it's basically... Ikitosen is basically um, Romance of the Three Kingdoms mm-hmm. as with anime girls. That's basically what it is. Okay. in a high school, which is pretty cool. I remember getting the game and customization said like Lubu and it was like... Who the- what the fuck? Yeah. Lubu? And then it's just a literal schoolgirl. Yeah, it's called Battle Vixens in um, uh. in North America. But it's a really old like anime series, uh, manga series, sorry. Mm-hmm. Started in 2000. So it's, it's, pr- uh, it's like okay. almost 22 years old now. So the fact I can't that believe it's almost... It's- like it's like almost 10 years ago since they brought Sinran Kagura to the west with yeah, the first game yeah and i think it's been a more, while it's been more than 10 years but yeah it is it's i think Sinran came around the same time as Gal. like i think we're older than Sinran by one year which is pretty insane to think about um the fact yeah. that it is it's relatively a new series but it's it's pretty much dead and we'll get we'll talk about that in the next part of this episode after the little Right before we get into the ads, I want to remind you guys that we do have a Patreon page where you can support us directly for only £5 a month. It means that you don't need to listen to ads like this, as amazing as they are. It's a no-brainer. You get early access to our show as well as ad-free content for all of the podcasts that we do. Or if you decided, well, I might go for a one-time donation, you could do so on our coffee page. That's coffee.com forward slash get a life podcast. That's ko-fi.com forward slash get a life podcast. Our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash get a life podcast. Also consider subscribing to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening to, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, even on YouTube subscribing is free it also means that you keep up to date with the content that we do post for all of our podcasts if you do leave a like on youtube or if you give us a five star rating on the podcast platforms it really does help us get up in the rankings it really does help us get more sponsorships it helps us out a lot you don't know how much that actually helps us so consider leaving us a positive review telling us all your thoughts as well and stuff that we can improve on really does help me out a lot as well gives me a motivation so subscribe consider leaving a five-star review or a comment if you're on youtube and enjoy the ad break and the rest of this episode this episode of the podcast is brought to you by crunchyroll as you guys know crunchyroll has been sponsoring us for a while now and we love them and we know you guys love them too so get your asses over to crunchyroll where you can enjoy the world's largest anime collection 
for only £6.50 a month. That's cheaper than pretty much all of the other streaming services out there. And you get quite a lot of anime, over 30,000 anime episodes and anime one hour after it airs in Japan. You can enjoy sub or dub in multiple languages from what I've seen on Crunchyroll. We use it personally on the podcast and I'll be honest with you, it's one of my favorite services to use for anime streaming because of all of the options that you get. If you go for the mega fan option, you do get the ability for offline viewing. So if you're on the train, if you're going to a place where there is no internet, you can save for offline viewing and still enjoy your anime. Imagine if you're on a road trip, right? You're traveling across America or you're traveling across the UK and you want to watch anime, your friend's driving and you're like, you know what? I want to watch some spy family or i want to watch some uh, attack on titan or some dr stone you could probably guess which anime I'm, I'm watching currently if you want to enjoy anything you're spoiled for choice with crunchyroll not only that you've got ad free anime and as a bonus you get access to the crunchyroll manga as well which is actually really cool if you go for your fan or mega fan options there as well i'd recommend actually purchasing the 12 month mega fan because you're saving 16 percent off and you don't need to worry about it right stream on four devices at the same time which is actually fantastic especially if you're, you're in a big family and everyone wants to watch different anime you could do that with the mega fan option as well as offline viewing and you get a discount on the crunchyroll store if you want to buy nendroids or figurines or merchandise directly from crunchyroll once again you can watch anytime anywhere stream on your desktop mobile gaming consoles even and other streaming devices that include ios android apple tv xbox roku ps4 slash the ps5 so it's a no-brainer guys if you love anime or even if you don't like anime and you want to know more about it go to crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai or go to getalifepodcast.com forward slash crunchyroll it's the same link they work on the same way and sign yourself up for a 14 day free trial you can cancel any time but just make sure you guys sign up give it a try if you wanted to think oh what was this anime thing about give it a try crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai that's crunchyroll.com forward slash k-u-n-a-i back onto the episode i was gonna play an ad break for us to listen to but then i thought let's not do that so jacob yes Sorry, Can about I, that. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna drink a small sip of water real okay. quick. <laughs> I don't want you to choke on the water. I had to do the soundbite. So Jacob is drinking some water, but I want to know what did you think about Nin Nin Ninja? Was it called Neptunia Cross Senran Kagura uh, Ninja Wars? Is the name of it. So what did you expect when you heard about the game? Were you excited? Were you like, oh, I'm not really, I don't know what to think about it? What was your initial thoughts before even seeing the game or anything like that? I was actually really excited because here's the thing. Although I own quite a few Neptunia games, I haven't re like really played that many of them. But I have played a lot of the Sinron games, right? So I was like, okay, let me let me like dive into this. And I played it. I like the combination, but I'm really not that big on the gameplay. It does not feel like they used the formula of the gameplay that Senran usually yeah. brought correctly. Like I know, I th at least I think that like Neptunia usually is like a turn-based game. Correct me if I'm it, wrong. It is a turn-based RPG. The gameplay to me just didn't feel. It didn't feel polished, or I don't. I don't want to say it didn't feel fun, but it definitely felt like Ugh. it was a bit. I mean, all I can say is meh. 
Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I love the combination. I think the two series are like, like, I don't want to say meant for each other, but like they make a great match. But yeah, like get the gameplay is just not it. Yeah, it, it was very interesting because I got my first press release from Reef Entertainment and they were like, mm -hmm. we're excited to announce that this game is releasing. And then I was freaking the fuck out. Do you remember? I saw the announcement on Twitter and I right away sent you that tweet mm -hmm. and you were like, well, I don't know if this is ever going to come to the West. And I was like, well, if it's not going to come to the West, I'm probably going to import it anyways, because yeah. I was hyped for it yeah exactly like, i was like i want to i want to i want to play this game so badly i wish it was more fun yeah because then i would i would be so into it but the way it is it's just i agree with um, you it's a miss it's it's not a good game i will say that and, and the reason why i'm saying that is because there was that initial hype because we haven't had anything in terms of senran for a while since the director of senran left we didn't get any sort of updates and we'll talk about that in a little bit but i was just hyped i was like hell yeah when i got the press release i had to make sure who were the people that were publishing it because it's a very different thing like who's who's going to be in charge of main production who's going to be in charge of publishing because i thought are we going to get this from marvelous or are we going to get this from uh, idea factory and it is the case mm -hmm. that it ended up being an idea factory game which i kind of understand why the gameplay is a little bit sort of dumbed down for me personally there's a lot of features that were missing but at the same time there was a lot of weird inconsistencies with the game because mm -hmm. you expect a hack and slash game to work a certain way and it's not mm -hmm. like and this is the funny thing is the game is developed by tamsoft which have worked on senran since the very beginning mm -hmm. so you think that they'd know how to make this game and at least use senran movesets they did to a certain degree but it felt very odd like they kind of mapped special attacks to like r1 and i'm like well, why you can use triangle like there, there were face buttons that weren't being used but they they moved them to like the triggers and the, the yeah. shoulder buttons and it didn't make much sense and it's like okay they've made this game but also hamsoft have made the virtual stars the neptunia hack and slash game Mm -hmm. and that game was amazing so mm -hmm. it's like so they they know how to make a neptunia hack and slash they clearly mm -hmm. know how to make senran but the combination of the two and this is a general hype game and i i see this game sort of doing well in the future like getting more iterations and i think that's probably how senran is going to continue because i don't think marvelous want to even touch it at this time but for me it feels as though for the game series to get better it needs to bring the stuff that made senran senran because there were just all of these weird complicated menus and it felt really rpg like which isn't a bad thing but at the same time it was missing customization it was missing uh, transformation as well because like you play as like the senran girls but they're already transformed right mm -hmm. it, i understand the reasoning because they kind of explain it through the story because they're technically not schoolgirls in this game like they're they're like actual ninjas which makes sense so that it makes sense that, that they're in their ninja form all the time but it just felt a bit odd like the gameplay didn't feel right the maps were very odd it kind of felt like tokiden mm -hmm. at a point i was just like this isn't a senran game this feels like tokiden this feels like almost monster hunter-esque i don't know if that even makes any sense but it, 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 didn't... it felt like anything but senran really. exactly i could list a bunch of other games that it felt like but it didn't feel like a senran game and i don't think it felt like a nep game as well because i've played other neptunia games and this this wasn't it like yes in the sense that there was a lot of funny jokes and there was a lot of you no know, there was a lot of references to both series don't get me wrong mm -hmm. but it's like as a senran fan how long can you last with this sort of gameplay and to be honest with you i've initially when playing the game 
I only played like an hour and I was like, I'm done. I don't want to touch this for a couple of months, right? Honestly, I felt the exact same way. And for this episode, I actually went through and I played the rest of the game. And it is not an enjoyable experience as a Senran fan. And that's the mm -hmm. point. I have to make a, I have to make that point clear because I know that there's a lot of people that actually love this game. But at least from the community, the Senran community that I'm a part of on Twitter and the people that I've spoken to on Twitter, they agree. This isn't a Senran game. This is a spin-off title, mm -hmm. but it, it's kind of weird that spin-off titles from marvelous feel more like a traditional senran game than this game right yeah like i play peach beach splash and i play peach ball or um those i have bon appetit. those are great games by the way actually i think i think i have one of those but i don't remember i th i'm not sure did if I, you do but did i get a code for one of them i th no i never got you know what i never got codes from marvelous maybe i bought one of those but i can't remember i I, th I think I've played one of those, but I don't know. I think we've played PBS before because I actually bought PBS. PBS. I think the only codes that I got from Marvelous was um, Estival Versus and uh, at least in terms of Sandran, it was Estival Versus and Peach Ball. They were, they were the only ones that I got codes for. PBS but, was the one with the with the water yeah, guns, right? Yeah, I think we've played PBS before. I think sure. I have that one, but I've, honestly, I've never really touched it because I just like I saw how much. Let's, let me say, like that, it has so much, mm -hmm. and I just like got discouraged right away. Okay, okay, now I get you. I mean, it's a good game. Like personally, I think it was a good game. Like it's. But the it's... gameplay, I, I did enjoy, but I, like, there is like certain things where i like i see that the game has way way too much to offer and i'm like it, it just discourages me because i'm like i'll never 100 percent this yeah no you can't yeah i don't think you can because there's a gacha mechanic in the game as well and that, it's it's like this weird senran gacha mechanic because in every senran game at least until uh burst renewal that is true that is you true. did have uh the panty lottery which is basically panty gacha mm -hmm. uh they say panty lottery but it's that's the, the 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 name of it but it's basically uh customizable items like underwear and things like that that yeah. would, would you basically you pay 100 yen or you pay as many yen as you'd like or zenny i think they mm -hmm. call it in the game but yeah zenny um you pay x amount of zenny and then you get you you get like uh, capsules. It was a gachapon game. That's basically what it was. It was quite yeah. funny. It was quite interesting, but it introduced gacha, which I thought was very interesting because there was a gacha mechanic in the game that you can actually use with in-game currency. Like you didn't need mm -hmm. to buy currency outside of that and, and, you know, use it kind of like Genshin or other gacha yeah. games. But it was just very interesting the fact that that existed, right? But anyway, so with those kind of games, even those spin-off games felt more Senran Kagura than um, Ninja Wars right ninja wars mm -hmm. felt as though these were senran kagura characters making a cameo like it, yeah the fact that they were there doesn't mean that you should call this game should, a senran game. it's not it's genuine it's not a senran game and many people might be thinking well bish you're being a bit too harsh here i'm not i'm just being a bit honest here because at the end of the day i think a lot of senran fans were disappointed with it you can't even say like you're being a bit harsh here because like i feel the exact same way and i feel like to say like oh you'd be too harsh you need to play this game before you yeah. tell Pish that he's too harsh. Because I agree with him, I'm not gonna lie. There was a lot of things that were missing, and it's like, okay, cool. Like, I get that they can't put everything into this game, but the gameplay at least should have been Senran Kagura-esque. Even if you were gonna remove the um, transformation scenes, right? Mm -hmm. You should have at least used the same movesets, used the same attacks. I don't understand why you had to put everything to shoulder buttons. Just literally make this an actual hack and slash game. Mm -hmm. 
and they marketed it as such. They marketed it as like an action RPG, but it felt odd. Like you don't want to see Senran characters. To me, it felt like to me, film honestly, it felt more like your one character in a battle full of enemies yeah that's what it felt like to me all the time it was not really like because like if i think of hack and slash i think of like okay you know like not to name drop but dynasty warriors like one versus a thousand like one man versus a thousand men and it felt like very like wide like you can roam areas and stuff but like with that game it was like you were stuck in a, like a super tiny area right and that's what i didn't like because it was like why are you putting me in this like little fucking bubble like it doesn't make sense to me in all fairness i will say this senran does also do that to a certain degree but they do give you a lot more space like for example in senran once you've completed a certain task and you go on to the next part of the map it blocks you off like if you're in a battle it blocks both sides for you i mean yeah it's it's literally just like super mario <laughs> yeah i understand that but with this game like the maps are so small like it reminds super fucking small. it's weird like it reminds me of you know there was that mission in dynasty warriors like either four or five where it was like guan yu that was he was retreating from like Cao Cao or something like that and it was like this really small linear map like literally the map was a straight line i don't know if you remember it it was like the one that had the music you know that one i don't know if it was four or five it was one of the games but they had like this really small linear map for me personally it felt like four with the arena one-on-one -on -one matches mm. Like that but yeah. like instead of just facing one you face multiple enemies not as hard but the combat wasn't that interesting yeah like even yeah. then as you mentioned the game is not difficult as well like it's mm -hmm. pretty simple and it's pretty like dumbed down i don't know what the reason that was it's, it makes me think that it's either the fact that this game wasn't intended for senran fans and that idea factory and marvelous knew that oh you know what we slap senran people will buy it anyway or it's the same with like nep like i'm not sure if nep fans actually enjoyed this game you could slap a nep title on anything yeah. people will buy it i'm not trying to be offensive to neptunia fans i'm just saying that's the case because i know how it is you want to support all of the games in the series that you love even if it's dog shit that's why i was prepared like when jacob said that he wanted to import it i was also willing to import this game like this like as soon as i heard this game was existing i wanted to support it because my logic was if we support this game we might get more senra right mm -hmm. it kind of felt like this whole was it warriors orochi yeah it's kind of like with um, warriors orochi right where chin back in the day was like if you want this game you need to tell us and you need to support it right mm -hmm. like if you didn't support it back then that there was no chance that we were going to get any other orochi games mm -hmm. right so it's that sort of feeling like you kind of felt as though you needed to support it as a Senran fan and I'm glad that I did and I'm glad that we're doing this coverage now but it's also good that we're having this conversation because at the end of the day it wasn't a game that was enjoyable to the Senran community and I really want to know from you guys we're going to put a poll on Spotify just so you guys know are we gonna like do you guys enjoy this game what is your favorite Senran game and things like that we're gonna go on another ad break but we're gonna talk about the future of Senran and what we expect to see in the future as well as talk about what happens after Takaki-san left Marvelous? Okay, we'll be back in a moment. Right before we get into the ads, I want to remind you guys that we do have a Patreon page where you can support us directly for only £5 a month. It means that you don't need to listen to ads like this, as amazing as they are. It's a no-brainer. You get early access to our show as well as ad-free content for all of the podcasts that we do. 
Or if you decided, well, I might go for a one-time donation, you could do so on our coffee page. That's coffee.com forward slash get a life podcast. That's ko-fi.com forward slash get a life podcast. Our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash get a life podcast. Also consider subscribing to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening to, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, even on YouTube. Subscribing is free. It also means that you keep up to date with the content that we do post for all of our podcasts. If you do leave a like on YouTube or if you give us a five-star rating on the podcast platforms, it really does help us get up in the rankings. It really does help us get more sponsorships. It helps us out a lot. You don't know how much that actually helps us. So consider leaving us a positive review, telling us all your thoughts as well and stuff that we can improve on really does help me out a lot as well gives me a motivation so subscribe consider leaving a five-star review or a comment if you're on youtube and enjoy the ad break and the rest of this episode have you ever thought hey i'm really into japanese snacks and japanese otaku goods well you know what get yourself over to sugoi mart by japan crate sugoi mart we love them we love Japan Crate, by the way. We've spoken about Japan Crate on the podcast before, but you know what? We've leveled up our partnership with them and our sponsorship to a Sugoi Mart one because I wanted you guys to experience a lot more of what Japan Crate has to offer through Sugoi Mart. It's not always about snacks, guys. You can buy a lot of Japanese goods directly from Sugoi Mart. And it's fantastic service there, I will say this. You got your lucky bags. If you're really into anime, you could get Sugoi Mart lucky bags for over $100 value for only £40, right? £40. Incredibly cheap. So you're getting $100 worth of stuff for 50 bucks. That's including snacks and other goods. If you decide to go for the lucky bags, and to be honest with you, those lucky bags, you can check them out on our page because Sugoi Mart moving forward, we're going to be showcasing the Sugoi Mart products on their site. And we're going to be showing you guys really cool, weird and wonderful stuff from Japan. We're going to be curating stuff directly there. If you like it, buy it. And you know what? Use our link, getalifepodcast.com forward slash sugoi. That's getalifepodcast.com forward slash S-U-G-O-I. We'll take you to our Sugoi Mart page. And you can use our code G-A-L-P. That's G-A-L-P for 15% off your order. That's insane, guys. 15% off. We all know that collectibles and things from Japan can be very expensive. So 15% off, that's pretty decent. They've got some really lovely stuff on their site. Uh, stuff from Spy Family. They've got a lot of Sanrio stuff as well. A lot of anime things. A lot of Genshin stuff. If you're really into Genshin, they got it. As well as some brands from Japan. Snacks from Japan as well. They've got a lot of One Piece stuff. If you're into One Piece, they've got stuff from Muji. They've got stuff from Disneyland. They've got stuff from Universal Studios Japan. In addition to Starbucks and Studio Ghibli. Stuff that you really can't find anywhere else. I'll be honest with you. So once again, check out Sugoi Mart. It supports the show when you do. We love them. They love us. And I'm pretty sure you'll love them too. So that's getalifepodcast.com forward slash sugoi use the code g-a-l-p for 15 percent off anyway back onto the episode 
Jacob, we are back. How are you? I'm good. I want to ask you about your favorite Sunlung character. My favorite characters. Okay, that's interesting. Is it Asuka? Asuka originally was one of my favorites because she's the main character and she's like the one, the first character that I've ever played. Yeah. I did mention it on the podcast before. When I went to Marvelous, I asked, can I get some shit from them? And they mm-hmm. were like, no, you can't. Basically... <laughs> They had this huge thing because they went to Gamescom a few years back and they went to like MCM Expo and they had this massive banner. Like it's literally huge. Like it's it's like mm-hmm. it, it can cover the side of a bus. Like that's how big it is. And oh they they have it in their, they well, they had it in their office. I don't, I'm not sure if they have it in their office anymore, but they had it in their office and it's like this massive Senran like cloth poster and I, I fucking wanted to take it. And I took a, a selfie with Hibari. Hibari is like literally one of my favorite characters. Oh, her. The, the girl with the pink hair and she has a yeah. little um, rabbit. She's also, I think Yagyu is like in love with Hibari as well. So yeah. like yeah. Y- Yagyu is also really great. I mean, to be honest, all of the Hanzo Academy characters are fantastic. There isn't a one character in Senran that I'm not a fan of. Like I'm, I love all of the characters in Senran. Like I will say this, although one character does kind of annoy me a little bit and that Ooh. is Katsuragi. But that's also because Katsuragi is a bit of a pervert. Like I can't handle Katsuragi. I character. love Katsuragi. Yeah, but why does Katsuragi want to like fondle people? It's weird. I'm not a fan. Like it's it, like it, it kind of ca- caught me off guard when you see Katsuragi like with her hands just like moving around and shit. I'm like Katsuragi, yeah. just fucking chill. Just oh shit, that was the wrong. That was the wrong one. I want to pr- no the sound, the soundboards. The soundboard isn't working right well. I have to switch. I wanted to do this. So Katsuragi, Daddy, chill. There you go. Oh my god. That's what I wanted to do. But no, seriously. Katsuragi chill. Katsuragi chill. Like seriously, Katsuragi needs to chill the fuck out, okay? I wasn't expecting it from that game. <laughs> but no, seriously, Hibari is one of my favorite characters and I'm I'm so glad that Hibari actually got like um a cameo in a Karagawa Jet Girls as well. So I was, I was happy about that. I didn't know she did. I've never played that there, game. There was. Because actually that was like one of the last games that Marvelous actually gave us code mm-hmm. for. Other than Corpse Party. But Jet Girls was really nice in the sense that it's obviously made by Honey Parade. They use the same sort of character models. So mm-hmm. they brought the Senran characters in as DLC. So I think it was mainly like the main characters. I think she, If I'm not mistaken, I think it might have been all of the characters actually. Like all of the main cast of characters. So, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it, they were really fantastic characters. I mean, each character had their own sort of story behind it. And I don't know, like even like Yagyu as well, you know, she has such a depressing story, right? She used to have mm-hmm. a little sister. Her sister died in a car accident. And it's like... I, hey, you're so right. That's so cool. Oh, no, shit. I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it's like, oh, it's cool that her sister died. No, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. What the fuck? No, I didn't mean it like that. What, what I meant was... <laughs> It's cool that they actually got a serious backstory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like an actual, like when I, when I heard about Yagyu's story, okay, at first glance, you think, why is Yagyu like always trying to protect Hibari? But then you realize it's because Hibari looks like her sister. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to sort of defend her sister. She doesn't want her sister to go again. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, a bit odd that she is attracted to her even though that she does look like the sister but that's a different issue but it's the fact that she's there as that sort of big sister figure to Hibari and like you wouldn't see that at first glance you just think oh she's just attracted to her but it's it's stuff like that you know what I mean like there's a lot of characters that have this level of story right I don't know like even Asuka the fact that she's her whole family were ninjas right yeah and she's kind of passed that down from her like her weapons are from her grandfather so it's very interesting like there's that level honestly if you think katsuragi is a pervert you will have you have to think about her granddad 
Oscar's granddad because yeah, oh my he's, God, he's the biggest perv. He is so perverted. He literally, he literally goes for Oscar's tits. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's your fucking. That's one thing that I will say is a bit too much for for Sarah. It's like, a granddaughter. Oh, daddy chill. Yeah, exactly. I, I exactly, say, daddy chill. That is a granddaddy chill. chill. Granddaddy chill. No, seriously, it's a bit fucked up. I will admit that. Like, if you remove that element from the game, great. I would love that. I'm not saying don't remove it. That needs to be removed because it's a bit odd. The fact that the granddad's a bit pervy. Like, we don't yeah. need to see that. And to be honest with you, that the granddad shouldn't really get that much time anyway, to be fair, because he's not a playable character or anything like that. I think he should just get, like, a callback every once in a while. Although, I think her, her grandma is a playable character in Estival, no? I think so. Yeah, the, the the younger form, I think. Sayuri, aka Jasmine, Hanzo's Yeah, it's, it's it's her it's her younger um, form, I think. Right? Yeah, no, it's the same character though. It's like the it's the it's literally... yeah, I know, just like her, just her younger form, right? No, you can play as the old lady as well. I forget. So basically, what it is, her name is Sayuri. So she is playable as the old lady, but when she does her uh, shinobi transformation, she transforms into the younger form. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah I remember now. It is interesting in that sense, like. In terms of the characters, what is your favorite? Okay, before I before we get into it, who is your favorite character and what's your favorite school? Because for me, it is the Hanzo Academy is my favorite. I don't know if I have two favorite characters or just one. Um, my two favorite characters are Mirai um, and uh, Yumi. Okay, you, which one's Yumi again? I get confused. Uh, that's she's she's the she's the um, Ice Queen. Yeah, I think it might actually be wait, wait, um, Mirai. Are we, anyways. Are we talking about Wait, I'm trying to think. Are we talking about Yumi or Yomi? Yumi, the Ice Queen. Yeah, okay. as you mentioned. The ice, the, the the Ice Queen. Yeah, no, she's cool. I love, I love Yumi. I love her, part her of, moveset as well. Part, it's really good. Part of why I love her is just like her elegant moveset, and also the fact that like she's voiced by one of my all-time favorite voice actresses, uh, Yumi Hara, okay. who also voices Takane in Idol Master. Um, was also my favorite character. How random, right? Yeah. Um, and I think the first time I saw Mirai was like, I was like, yeah, you know what? I fuck with this girl. Like, she's she's so cool. She's like, such a cool character, and you know what? She I, is. Her move set is really unique as well because obviously she's using a fucking gun. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, also like she she's like one of the few. Is she is she like a what do you call it a Juni? Which is would you say she's a Juni? Chunibyo. Oh yeah, no, she is. She's she's definitely a Chunibyo. She's one of the few Chunis that I actually like because like you can actually get what she's talking about. She's like not completely like in her head. Like she has she has her own fantasy, of course, but like she's like you still understand what she's saying. So no, Mirai is a fantastic character. I really do like Mirai. Like her, even her backstory is very interesting. Like it kind of feels as though she wants to be like Yagyu. Like it kind of feels like she's cosplaying as fucking. Yagyu. I mean, they're not rivals, so. Yeah, I know, but they both have umbrellas, and they she has the eye patch on the other side, on the other eye. So it's like, is she doing it to be like, senpai, notice me, or like, well, I don't, no, I don't know. She had this style before she met Yagyu, so oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, like, like this is the thing. Like, I don't, I don't think they were like modeled after one another. They literally just like they just look like that, you know? Okay. Right. Because I also don't think that what's her name. Oh, oh my god what's the what's the what's the what's the one called from the same school as mirai the 
the blonde girl. I thought you were talking about Homura, because Homura no. literally looks like Asuka. <laughs> Which one is she? The blonde one. The blonde one with the... Haruka? No, that's... No, I, I mean like the one in green. Yo Yomi? Is Yomi her name? The one that cooks, right? Yeah. I like to cook. Yeah. Oh my god, I like to cook. I know exactly what you're referencing. <laughs> <laughs> I like to cook. No, but... No, her story's fucked up as well. The reason she likes to cook is because her parents died of malnutrition. See, this is the thing with Senran. The story's... Actually, um, stories are really tragic, yeah. They're tragic and they're, they're actually meaningful, but the problem is a lot of people don't give it a fucking chance. Yeah. Okay, no, but seriously. What were but you yeah, I was saying, own? like, you know, like, if, if, like, Mirai was, like, modeled after, um, or, like, was, like, looking at Yagyu for inspiration or whatever, why would Yomi choose. Oh my god, I keep forgetting these names. It's um, been so long since we played Senran. The, 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 the girl in the uniform from Asuka school. Well, they all wear fucking uniforms. The one with the, the, one with the katana. Oh, Ikagura? The, can you say her name again? Ikaruga? Yeah, Ikaruga. Oh shit. I thought her name. I always thought her name was Ikagura, but yeah. Ikaruga. Because, like, she's rich and Yomi is like, this is not supposed to sound mean, but, like, she's piss poor. Yeah, no, that's the so, whole like, point. So, yeah, like, why, like, why would she, like, you know, like, model her? I, I feel like if, if they would model themselves after the good girls, they would all do it. You know, like, they would be in unison. So, like, mm -hmm. why would Mirai do that? Just, like, to pr prove your point about, you know... <laughs> <laughs> her, her saying like oh i'm gonna be just like yagyu like notice me senpai no that's not it you have to ruin you have to ruin my point what's that about i think it's also the fact that like mirai has like she just like she, it, it feels like she doesn't she can't get along with the fact that yagyu does probably not care about her as much as mirai would like her to so maybe it is a bit of a notice me thing but like it's not like oh i'm gonna dress but they're like rivals her. i guess and obviously she is technically the youngest one so yeah like, she's she's not being taken seriously no maybe. she isn't no which is true she isn't being taken seriously because they do make fun of her and the funny thing is is that the way mirai is and the reason why mirai is so tough is because she's been bullied like severe like you learn exactly that so there is like a, a so much character development that people don't necessarily see and you won't see it unless you actually go past all of the etchiness, right? Which yeah. it makes sense. And this is the problem. I think one of the reasons why maybe Senran, and this goes on to what I was going to say, leads on to the point of what is the future of Senran? Because we had a, a little bit of a discussion before, like at the moment, the actual main Senran title is New Link which is the gacha game. Um, mm -hmm. Jacob, you didn't know that that game was still existing. Like, I played this game before, right? Like, I have played it, was it 2019 or something? I wanted to play it because I I was curious about it. I'm gonna lie, I was like... Um, so I played it, and it's actually kind of fun. It's got the usual you know, customizations, um, but you have to rely on the gacha system for that, so I guess that kind of sucks. But... Yeah, I, I also, like, saw that you could, like, play it on PC on, like, the DMM player, which is, like, a platform where you can, like... It doesn't have, like, every single mobile game, but there's, like, certain mobile games that you can play on that as well. So it's literally you play it, you download the player on PC, and then um, you can play those games on PC as well. I think Token Rambu is also playable on DMM, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, probably. But I think that I mixed up... I don't know if it's still playable as in Senran Kagura if it's still playable on DMM but I remember like trying to play it on DMM and I kept getting a notification about service having been ended and I'm like okay that's weird and then I kept seeing like 
I had one friend who would keep playing it and I was like, like I saw it in their Discord and I'm like, how the fuck are you playing this game if like service in it? And I never really paid, paid it much mind. And then it was just like, I, I guess I just forgot about it. And then you brought it up and I was like, he's right. This game is still going on. That is so strange. I didn't know about this. Like I thought it died. <laughs> Like, the funny thing is, like, the reason why it's still sustainable as a title is because the amount of crossovers that they do mm -hmm. is fucking insane. Like, I'm looking at the list now. They did they did an SNK uh, series crossover. They got uh, My Shiranya. DOA. DOA. They, they have Kula Diamond from um, Game Was um, That was King of Fighter. King of Fighters. So, the, the High School DXD. They also had Gantz, I think. Is it Gantz? Yeah. They did that as well. Ike Tosen and Samurai Girls. There was so much shit that, and I think even now they're doing. I'm being serious. There's so much shit in that game. There's so much content. It's fucking unreal. Like they're even doing stuff with MiHoYo now. Like it's mad. Like I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Genshin crossover. I would be honestly. No, I. I think that's where they're going at because they're, they're doing it with another MiHoYo game. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some level of Genshin. I don't know if they would do it for Genshin. I. I can see them doing it for like Honka maybe but oh, like yeah, maybe for Genshin yeah. uh, I don't know maybe like maximum skins or something or like gliders but I don't see a Genshin thing because here's the thing like Genshin with it being like so big I feel like it's playable for everyone right even like also children pretty much and it's like inclusive of like a lot of groups of people including children once again like you have all these children characters like you got fucking Timmy and you know, that fucking... All those children in that game, and it's like... If they have children, why wouldn't they... Okay, I guess I can argue with that, because Cyberpunk 2077 is also not for children. <laughs> Definitely not. Mm -hmm. But that also does not really have a ch childish aesthetic. Okay, no, I know what you mean. But I still think that that's in the cards for them. Yeah. Because I, I, I think it's not... It's not out of the question. I just wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I would not think that it would come to Genshin. If it does, great. But I don't see it for Genshin. I see it for Honkai. Okay. Honkai Impact. Interesting. Third, the uh, one that's like the fighting game, not the RPG that's mm -hmm. coming up. But that being said, it's very interesting that you mentioned that whole thing because I want to go over why Takaki-san left Marvelous. It's such a difficult name to pronounce. I'm apo my apologies. It's um, not. It's Takaki. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't pronounce Takaki, Japanese name. I'm sorry. Because I get confused between him and Takaki-san. There was one guy, like, I think it was Itadaki. What's his name? What's his name? Itadaki or Tadaki? I can't remember. But um, there's this guy that worked for Team Ninja that I keep on getting his name confused with. Was yeah. It Ibaraki? I can't remember. Ibaraki, no. I think that's a character from uh, MHA. Anyway, that's not the point. Wasn't it like Itagaki or something? Yeah, something like that. Like he let, well, he got fired from uh, Anyway, but that's not the point. So we're talking about Ka Takaki. Is that his name? Kenichiro Takaki? Yeah, Takaki. Takaki-san, he left Marvelous because of the change of direction when it comes to modern game releases outside of Japan. So this is the bit, I think, of the episode that maybe some fans want to know about what's going on with that. He basically left because of censorship, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the thing I never understood because obviously Peach Ball was, was released on Switch. Reflections was released on Switch. Oh my good reflections. Have you ever played that? I have. It's a decent game, but it's not really a game. I've it's never more, played it, but like, like, I feel like if I did, I would feel like me personally, I think I would feel kind of weird about it. I'm not going to lie. It's not for everyone, but it's, it's mostly for me. I think the reason why Marvelous made it was, and this is my theory, because Takaki left 
because Sony basically were like, hey, you can't be having these titty games around. Like, that's the main reason, right? And he didn't want to censor Senran. But it doesn't make sense to me that he decided to leave Marvelous because of it. You see what I'm saying? Unless Marvelous Mm -hmm. agreed with that and Marvelous was like, no, we can't continue this series the way that it is. That's what makes me think what went on. I think his official statement sort of mentioned Sony. I don't think it necessarily mentioned Marvelous. So I think Marvelous was like, hey, look, we can't continue the game the way that, you know, we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to leave. And now he's at Psy Games now, I think. So he's working oh, on... Is he? Yeah, he's working on Grand Blue Fantasy. Um, oh, the, that's the, cool. The new action RPG game that's coming out. And he's worked on Versus oh, as well. Oh, nice. So he's he's working in close ties with Marvelous as well because he has come back for... He came back for Uppers. He came back for... Oh, um, Uppers. Oh, my God. First Renewal. And I think he also came back for Jet Girl. So he was still working with Marvelous very closely. And the fact that he works at Psy Games... Well, most people don't know this, but Marvelous actually publishes a lot of Psy... Well, they publish Psy Games games, if that makes sense. At least in Europe mm-hmm. and overseas with Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. So the point being is that I'm guessing that they were like look we can't do shinobi transformations anymore we probably can't do a lot of this etchiness and these references we have to remove from the game and that makes sense because even if you look at nin nin ninja they don't have any of that they don't have panty lottery they don't have even ninja transformations or anything like that and if, even if you play um burst renewal there is no ninja transformation it just tra- you just transform right you mm-hmm. do this sort of sort of explosion type attack and then you just transform there is no transformation sequence it's in the same way as if you know because you can actually turn off transformation sequence in Estival and in Shinobi. Yeah. It's kind of like that. So it's as if you've turned it off, right? Even those games didn't have anti-lottery either. Like Burst Renewal didn't have that or anything like that. Um, so it was kind of bare bones. Like if you pay Burst Renewal, you kind of see that. You kind of see that's probably what Marvus may have done. And then I think uh, Takaki-san decided well this is not the way i want senran to be and i don't think i'm not trying to put words in his mouth or anything but looking at the statement it kind of felt like that but i think it was a poor decision to make because here's my theory jacob i think the real reason that peach ball exists and the real reason that reflections exist is because they're kind of tech demos and hear me out so as you know senran is a a game series that started off on nintendo platforms Mm mm-hmm made its way to playstation now it's on the pc so if you i think the best way to play senran is on pc now because obviously it's very difficult to find those games and you know what sony fucked over marvelous in a certain way and i don't know if it's got anything to do with marvelous but you can't play senran on the ps5 it prevents you from playing it and well it doesn't necessarily prevent you from playing it but basically when you play senran estival versus or peach beat splash character models don't appear on screen and you get a lot of glitches so it's not one of the games that's it's not officially supported for ps5 and i think i don't know if it's because of sony or if it's because of Marvelous not wanting to support it, because Burst Renewal is officially supported on PS5, and that works perfectly fine. So it makes me think that maybe Marvelous wants to distance themselves from their older titles, which is a bit unfortunate. But this is the point. So the fact that these games are on Switch makes me feel as though they were testing things out. Because if you've ever played mm-hmm. Reflections, it's a very small game, and it's mainly got to do with the Joy-Cons. Like, it relies on joy can play because it uses hd rumble a lot so i'm like okay why does why is marvelous interested in hd rumble and mm-hmm. same with peach ball right the fact that peach ball exists it makes me think as though they're trying to run a game that uses the senran new character models and they've done it really well 
right? Runs really well mm-hmm. on 1080p. There's no slowdown or anything like that. The fact that they also released, um, what other game was it? The fake games. What was it called? Um, was it Umbral Star and Extella Link? Like those games are on the Switch, right? And it's it's essentially, it's also a hack and slash game, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that that game can run really well on switch also makes me think that i have played the ps4 and switch versions and it definitely doesn't run as smoothly but it it, it runs fine it's well, you know it runs switch limitations yeah switch does have limitations i will not dispute that but at the end of the day if it can run extella link which in my opinion is a more demanding game than sanran like let's be real sanran ran on a playstation vita i'm pretty sure it can run on switch and at least with some level of optimization it makes me think that that was probably where marvelous were going for do you see what i mean like the mm-hmm. fact that even in the ninja plays on the switch right so that's not the point the point is the fact that these games made its way to switch made me think that marvelous were probably thinking we could release senran on switch and have that as a switch exclusive and i don't think nintendo would be upset with it because there's a games that are way way more etchy on mm-hmm. on nintendo platforms right you know mm-hmm. there's can't remember what it's called but there's like games in which like i can't remember but there's a lot of etchy games and like stuff on the switch more so than mm-hmm. senran so it makes me feel as though that's what marvelous were preparing for like a switch switch over if that makes sense like having switch and pc release instead of ps4 and to be honest with you if marvelous ever decided to do that i'd be down for it because i'd rather get senran on switch and pc instead of getting no senran game or a game that is heavily limited on the playstation 4 Mm -hmm. so that's just my personal opinion i think at the same time as well what may have happened i'm not quite sure but i think at the same time like marvelous has completely changed their opinion on senran like even if you look at marvelous europe for example they've changed they've done like a 180 i don't know what's gone on with them because i don't know if you know about the discord drama do you know about that i think you told me but i don't know so for those that don't know i was i used to be part of the marvelous europe discord and I left after this whole drama happened because I wasn't too happy with it. But basically what had happened was there was a lot of stuff going on in the server. And in all fairness, a lot of the people, they had like an NFC. Well, it's not necessarily not safe for work, but they had a fan art channel, right? Where people would post fan art, which is fair enough. None of it, I think, was inherently like sexual. I think it was like official art from the game that people were sharing. You know, like the new link art and stuff like that, which yeah. is a little bit edgy. Don't get me wrong. So people were sharing that in the fan art channels and stuff. And people were mainly using it to find people to play with so Mm-hmm. They they basically had like a Senran Peach Beach because it doesn't have proper matchmaking in these Senran games. So you actually have to find friends to play with because yeah. there's not that many people playing. So people yeah. would go up together and be like, okay, guys, on Friday, we're going to be playing a round of Peach Beach Splash. We're going to do a tournament. People would arrange that in the Discord, which I think that was the main point of the Discord, right? And they'd have it for all the different Marvelous games. I think what happened was that Marvelous was kind of switching more between games like Sakuna. There's a game called Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one that we didn't get a code for but it was a game that got really good reviews and then obviously story of seasons was coming out as well so i have a feeling that marvelous was like hey look we need to sort of sort of tone down what's going on in the discord because we're going to get a lot more people joining possibly fans of sakuna and probably fans of sakuna not to refer to sakuna from jujitsu kaisen by the way but fans of (laughs) sakuna and also fans of story of seasons especially story of seasons a lot of the fans are quite young so i'm guessing that they wanted to sort of 
of nuke the Discord server, which they did. They were like, guys, they just sent a message. Guys, we're going to be removing the server in a week or in two weeks. They gave them like literally two weeks to like remove the Discord server. And people were panicking. People were like really upset because it's like, this is the only way that we can get to play these games because how the fuck are we going to communicate with one another? You know what I mean? To actually arrange game night. Yeah. And people were really upset by that. And it was just a shitstorm on Twitter. Like people were like complaining and and all sorts and then in the end what they ended up doing was they were like guys okay we decided not to remove the server but we're gonna rename it and we're gonna give ownership to the mods so mm -hmm. they did that but it's funny because exceed server is exactly the same like the the marvelous europe server at the time and the exceed server were the same server they were just duplicate servers and you had the same people posting on each server obviously ones were americans and the others yeah. were europeans but how come it wasn't an issue with exceed like it this is the thing that I don't necessarily understand. It, it makes me think that Marvelous as a company is trying to go away from the anime titles. And you see that with a lot of their press releases now. Like, they don't want to talk about anime games. Like, if I went up to them and asked them, hey, can we talk about Senran? They'd be like, no. I haven't asked them about Senran, but it feels though that no one wants to have a discussion around Senran, especially Senran 7 even, which was a game that was supposed to come out and a game that was I think in it's just called 7. Well, yeah, I say seven even because there's a seven and even next to it. But yeah, it's supposed to be, yeah, Senran Kagura 7. So that game was supposed to come out. That game was in development. And I don't know what's happening with it because uh, Takaki-san used to tweet, yes, development is going okay. Obviously, he's left now. So people will be like, well, what's happening to seven? Mm -hmm. The reason why I was excited for Nin Nin Ninja was because I thought, okay, if Nin Nin Ninja gets a lot of support, if people support Marvelous with that, then we might see Seven return. And mm -hmm. it upsets me. I, I know I get really emotional. I, I kind of also get like to the point of tears and to the point of like getting really upset. I know it sounds really dramatic, but... Not the first thing that I wouldn't. I mean, like for me, I get upset when a series dies. Even if it's a series that I don't... That is relatable, yeah. Like even if it's a series I don't like, like if it dies and it doesn't get a good ending, you know what I mean? If Senran just died to the point where they were like, this is our final game and we're going to make it the best Senran game we can, I'd find that as an acceptable way of ending the series, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of like if Dynasty Warriors ended on Dynasty Warriors 9. I would not be happy with that. It would ruin the series for me. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing, like part of me doesn't want to go back and play any of the Senran games because I get really emotional because it's like, I know I'm playing a relic. I'm playing a game that doesn't... Yeah. And it's the same sort of thing that I'm going to be talking about um, when we do our Sengoku Basara series. Like, I actually get really upset when I'm playing oh the game my now. God. Because I realize we're not going to get more of them. And I'm like, no. Like, do you see what I'm saying? So it's the same with Senran for me. Like, knowing that most likely we're not going to get any future Senran games. And even if we do, it's not going to be the games that we wanted to get. You know, it might be more of um, Nin Nin Ninja. And I, I don't want that, you know? Yeah. And it makes me think, and this is a question I have for you. Are there still opportunities for this sort of game outside of japan because i think there is jacob because guess what there's a game that's coming out by d3 publisher called um samurai maidens and someone literally on the youtube channel like the top comment is hey this is senran kagura but less etchy like i think there's still places for these kind of games of course this is just my opinion i do not think that senran kagura is dead in the west I mean, it's definitely not dead in Japan, but um, yeah, I I'm not gonna I'm gonna lay my hand into the fire and say, hey, Senran Kagura is not coming back in the West. We don't know about this. Maybe it's really coming back eventually. Why do you? Are think we gonna that? see it sometime soon? We don't know. I don't know. I do want to see it back. <sighs> to be fair, there's like certain things in Senran that I don't care about, but what I do care about is good gameplay. 
Yeah. If the gameplay is anything like that Neptunia game, I kind of don't care for it. And I really want like um, I want a new installment in the S Devil and Shinobi versus series because to me, you you can tell me what you want. I don't know if Peach Peach Beach Splash or whatever it's called and those other water beach games i don't i don't see them as a spiritual successor no, just not. because like they're not designed yeah, exactly. to be anyway they're, exactly. they're spin-off and games. Th that's why i'm saying i would love to see a new game in the shinobi and estival versus series because as much as like i love the main series don't get me wrong i just want to see that series more i want to see i want to see those um two other schools back i want to see everything you know and if there's like new characters i want to see i don't know if you know but like ikaruga yeah she has a brother and oh, he's wow. playable in seran kagura 2 on 3ds and so is he like the only male character in seran kagura yeah series? See, well the, the only ma playable male one yeah the, the other ones are like like that's another thing that i'd like to see because i think marvelous if they because they could bring back Senra, and I think they need to make some real changes, like for it to be more acceptable in the West, like maybe tone down the etchiness. I still want to see Shinobi transformations. That's not a dis like I still want to see it because it's a cool feature to have, right? Especially with the costumes and things like that. So I still want to see that, but tone down on the dirty jokes. I think tone yeah. down on the level of etchiness. And what I think would be very interesting is, as you said, maybe introducing some male characters as well. So like that would be quite interesting to see in the Senran universe. Like in a way, I also. Also want to maybe play as Hanzo in his like old t time do you know what I mean not like perv granddad Hanzo but like yeah like Hanzo in his youth like how did he start like that's like something if, that... if Sayuri can get the same thing why yeah. didn't he yeah no that's the um... thing or, or maybe like a uh, like an old like a game set in the in the past with these characters as well because I know that there's a lot of references to old shinobi so it's like how come we don't get a senran game that has or maybe seven was like that like maybe a game that has two different storylines like one that's telling the story of how the hanzo academy was formed and then going back in time like that something like that would be very interesting because then obviously you have opportunity to play as other characters introduce characters there's some characters that are in a new link that are brand new characters that yeah exactly uh, we've never seen before but also at the mm -hmm. same time imagine the crossovers you can do yes doa but at the same time snk you could do uh ikitosen as well there's so many different like if they if they really really wanted to they could do a muso crossover like natora e yeah you know who i want to see in a playable character who kiria do you remember who that is who is that that's the teacher of asuka and her uh group oh i know who you're talking the white hair yeah, guy yeah the yeah, teacher. yeah 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 he's in pbs he by the way. he he's so hot <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. I think we also need to see like a level of male fan service as well in Wait, the game. I just realized who he, who he reminds me of. I think we've talked about them like two years ago. That one British TV host was his name Louis. Louis. Is his name Louis? I don't know who the What's hell his name. The, the 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 British TV host. Uh, There's a lot of British TV hosts. The one who like has this like Good Morning Show with the blonde woman, and they have oh, like his this. Oh, name is not like, Louis. I know who you're talking about. His name is not Louis. What is his name? He's um, what's his? He's like a British treasure at this point. And you told me like, oh, like yeah, he came out as gay and he stuff. He did recently. Um, what's his name? His I know his his co-host is Holly Willoughby. What's his name? Philip Schofield. That's it. Yeah, he's he, he's. Kind of reminds me of him. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> Philip Schofield. <laughs> You know what? He's, they, he's the English voice actor. He's a, yes, hell yeah. Kiria, Kiria is British. 
career is British. He's Philip Schofield. Philip Schofield <laughs> as a playable character in Senra and Kagura. Why did I think his amazing. name was Louis? I don't know. Probably, probably because of the X Factor ho- the, um, judge. What? Yeah, probably. Well, he's Irish. Yeah, whatever. His name is Louis. His name is Louis. That might be. That might have been the confusion. Although Philip Schofield is way hotter than Louis Walsh. Let's be real. Louis Walsh looks like he's really old and decrepit. I'm, I'm being honest. I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean, I hope you're not gonna put this into the episode. I am. Well, but fuck like, Louis Walsh. I don't like him. Philip. Philip is hot. Philip is hot. Well, Philip Schofield. I'll, if you're listening, I would, I would. I would. I would be down bad for him. If I met him, probably he's so attractive. Let's be real. He is. He, and he you has know, a, he, he takes care of himself. Yeah, definitely. That. How old is he? Let's. See. He's he look. He's a silver fox for sure. But how old is he? He is. Silver oh, he's, fox. He is a silver fox. He's sixty years old. He does not look sixty at all. He's the UK's treasure, Philip Schofield. We love him. We stand Philip Schofield. We do. Slay. Slay. Exactly. He he needs to be the play the next playable character in Senran Kakura. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Schofield. He he's he's gonna hey voice Kidia. Philip Schofield here. Um, he, you know, he does adverts in the UK as well. He, he has such a soothing voice. I mean, I bet. I love him. Philip Schofield, we love you. Philip, if you want to ever come on the podcast and talk about what games you like to play, this is an open invitation. Listen, if you hear this, I love you. You're I, so we cool. Love, we, I love him as well. He's just such a good guy. I'm not, I'm not even British. I'm not even British. <laughs> Not I even. know you. I'm not even British. Do you watch? Well, that's the question. Do you watch uh, Good Morning? Was it Good Morning Britain that he's on or whatever? Well, we don't have that over here, but like I, I do enjoy like their YouTube videos. Oh, okay. So I forgot about that. They have a YouTube channel. Yeah, like they, they post a bunch of stuff sometimes. And sometimes I watch it because I just love watching them. They're so funny. Like they're, they're just like perfect they, they are. Yeah, they are a great um, on-air couple. 100%. Like I fucking love them. Like they And, they, and the chef. The chef, the Italian guy. Oh. So funny. Is his name Gino? I think his name is Gino. I think so, yeah. When he's talking about um, past, yeah, he gets really annoyed, which he's I really love. Passionate about food. He's I very love passionate. Him. I've been watching him from back in the day. He used to be on uh, a show called Saturday Kitchen. Me and my mum used to watch it every Saturday morning, where it was just like this cooking show that was live on the Saturday. <laughs> and he's uh, my mum's one of my mum's favorite celebrity chefs. So shout out to Gino. We were talking shout about Senra. Shout out to the British people. Shout out, shout out to the British people. But yeah, no, people. shout out to them. Um, and I think that was a good place to end the episode, genuinely. Thank you. Philip Schofield, always an excellent way to end an episode. Exactly. Um, yeah, we love Philip Schofield. Tell us if you we love do. Philip Schofield as well, okay? Because genuinely, <laughs> we, we love him. <laughs> this, is, this is this episode's poll. Spotify. That's what do it you is. love him as well? Do you love Philip Schofield? Forget about the Senran poll. We don't give a fuck shit about Senran. Yeah, fuck talk Senran. Us, do you love Philip Schofield? Tell us and we'll we'll discuss it on the next episode of the podcast. This is just an ongoing thing. We just love Philip Schofield. You know what, Jacob? I'm gonna that's the meme. We're gonna bring this into existence. Philip Schofield is gonna be on this podcast. We're gonna get I love on. that. We're gonna we're gonna try our best. You're gonna right? have to invite me for that. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. You ha- but you have to be in person. Oh, that's the rule. Yeah, I'm, I I I guess I can arrange that. I don't know if he's into games though. I need to find out because I know um, that there's other TV hosts and stuff like Jonathan Ross. He's really into anime, which I did not expect. So maybe Philip Schofield loves gaming. I don't know. Let's see if he's played games before. <laughs> No, I need to know. I, I need to find. I need to. What if he's like a big uh, Shin Sangoku Muso fan, or like he's a fan of Senran? We don't know. He might be. It's it's more than possible. Wait, no, he plays VR games. Shit. What? 
Okay, Jacob. He plays VR games. He plays games in VR. Do you think he plays Phasmophobia in VR? He might do. I'm looking at a thing that he's he was on Loose Women and he's talking about how he damaged his house playing a VR game. Oh my god. So he 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 plays games. He plays games. Okay, Philip Schofield. We'll love to have you on one day. And big thanks to our sponsors. Sugoi Mart and Crunchyroll. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating on our iTunes page, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast, as well as supporting us on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash get a life podcast. Uh, Jacob, thank you for coming on. Yes, thank you for having me. And what other episodes are we expecting to see in the future? Do you we know? are expecting to see Sengoku Basara, as you've mentioned. Hell yeah, Sengoku Basara. I love that game. And Shimigami Tensei 3 and 4. Shimigami 3 and 5. We're not talking about You're right. We don't talk about 4. We didn't get a code for 4. I have 4 actually. Oh, you but... do? Okay. We'll talk about it, I guess, in the episode. But yeah, Shimigami Tensei, Senkoku Basara. And, oh, and what else? And Klonoa. I completely forgot about Klonoa. But yeah, we're, co- we're going gonna, gonna to talk about. You know what? I've been really enjoying that game. But. I love Klonoa. We're going to be talking about Klonoa. We're going to be talking about a bunch of other games. I think Saints Row as well, because... Oh, yeah. That's out in three days. It Well, by the time this episode's out, it's out. So That's true. Um, I have to pre-order it, so... You have but... to. You have to pre-order it. I was lucky enough to get a code for it, and it is a really cool game. I'm not going to say anything else than that. I need it. But, yeah, it's a good game. And I think there's so many other episodes. We're going to also plan episodes on... Tears of an Ass, as well as, um, aka Tears of <laughs> what? Te- Tales of a Rise. Sorry, Tales of a oh. Rise. Tears of an Ass. We'll get the, into that. The tears, the tears threw me off because I know Tales of an Ass, but like it didn't. Tales of an Ass. Tears of an Ass. Tears of no, because the joke. So I went over to my older sister's house with her husband. Her husband was playing Tales of a Rise, the demo at the time, and then she was like, "Babe, what are you playing? Tears of an Ass." She read it as tears of an ass. And I was just, I, just I, 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 I was just there in the living room. I was just fucking laughing. I could not breathe because the stupid shit my sister says. Tears of an ass. Like, what the hell? Tears of an ass. Tears of an, tears of an ass. But yeah, no, we'll be talking about Tales of Arise as well, as well as uh, Scarlet Nexus. So expect a lot of episodes in the coming months. Uh, re- remember, this is a monthly podcast, so it might take a while for our episodes to come out. But we are working on a lot of new episodes as well. So yeah, bye. Bye. Bye.